Welcome to the Hope United Podcast, where we're creating a culture of worship, family, and discipleship. We hope this message challenges, inspires, and gives you hope today. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. In John 8.36, Jesus said, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And Jesus... He came to give us freedom. But what does that freedom look like? What does that freedom mean? What does it mean to be set free? And and what exactly are we being set free from? Um, It's actually a freedom like no other freedom that we experience in this life. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. When Jesus sets you free, you are free in a way that you never knew was possible. You're free in ways you never knew you needed to be. So Jesus came. He opened our eyes to the possibility of freedom and what that looks like and the necessity of that. And it's a divine freedom and it's a lasting freedom. And it's a freedom that only Jesus can give. So today I want to talk to you. I want to start a new series called Freedom. Somebody say freedom. 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 And I want to take a deeper dive into this statement today, the statement when Jesus said, who the Son sets free is free indeed. If you'll go with me to John 8, 31, and we'll look at this, what leads up to this. It says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. So who's a disciple of Jesus, by the way? Someone who holds to his teachings. I think a lot of times that's the confusion in our culture. People think that they are Christians when they don't hold to his teachings. You have to hold to his teachings to be his disciple. So that's just, a, that's just your free part there. All right. <clears throat> to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And they answered him, We're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be free? And Jesus replied, Very truly, I tell you, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free... You will be free indeed. Jesus tells us that sin causes us to be enslaved. We have to get this into our head. When we sin, we lose the freedom that God designed us to live in. When we sin, when Adam departed from God's way, he fell from the freedom that God designed him and designed for the rest of us to live in. Back then in the garden, when Adam sinned by eating the fruit, he became a slave to sin. When Eve sinned in the garden, she became a slave to sin. By disobeying God's law and instruction, they became enslaved to sin. After Adam and Eve, every son and daughter was born into a life of slavery to sin. Many people don't realize it. Many people don't recognize it, but Adam sold us all into slavery with his actions. Jesus came and he said, look, if you sin, you are a slave of sin. 
So in the very beginning, he brought himself and his children into bondage. Now when we sin, we only further compound the problem. When we sin, our debt increases and we are further enslaved. When we continue to sin, we fall further and further into slavery. Jesus pointed out to all of his listeners that, were, that they were actually slaves to sin. The world will tell you that sin is fun, but Jesus shows us that sin actually causes bondage. We, we, see, this is the biggest trick of the enemy. Sin is fun. God is saying, no, no, my precious children, understand this. Sin causes bondage. Sin causes pain. Sin causes enslavement. I want to set you free. Sin leads us to a lack of freedom. Although it may seem fun in the moment, it leads to bondage. Our culture will tell you that freedom is not doing things anybody else's way. You don't have to do things this person's way or that person's way. You don't have to do things even God's way. But that's not freedom. When we don't live like our Heavenly Father designed us to, we fall deeper and deeper into bondage. That's the truth. When we depart from His ways, we actually lose our freedom. True freedom comes from God. It's a gift from God. God created us free, sons and daughters. But sin enslaves us. The devil tricks us and tempts us to sin. And sin holds us in bondage. True freedom comes from pursuing God. True freedom comes from relationship with God. True freedom comes from doing things God's way according to God's design. God has designed you to be kings and queens and priests and free. But the devil wants to tempt you to sin and fall back into the enslavement that it brings. We find true freedom when we reconcile with God and do things His way. That's the beautiful thing. It's not about some code of do's and do nots. It's about a love affair that God has with us and says, I created you free. I designed you to be free. Come back to me and I will set you free again. That is the revelation. Sin may seem to give more freedom, but it actually takes away the very freedom that God intended. Sin makes you a slave. These are the very words of Jesus. Sin makes you a slave. And this is the point Jesus was trying to get across to his listeners. And this is the point we as listeners today need to understand. That we were born into this world as slaves of sin. Because of Adam and Eve's actions, we were born into this sin debt. And every time we sin, we've compounded our problem and our position as slaves to sin. Now, this is an interesting word or term that Jesus chose to use. He used the word slave. A slave is someone that has lost their rights. They don't have the privileges that other people have. Maybe they don't have the privileges that they should have been born with. But Jesus chooses this term, slave 
to sin. A slave is someone that does not have control of their life, does not have control of their future. Jesus chose the word slave. He didn't accidentally choose that word. Jesus knew what word he chose, and he chose the word slave in reference to our relationship to sin. A slave, if not emancipated or liberated, has no control over their life. Where they end up in life is completely out of their control. Now, Jesus doesn't say, does not only say slave, but he says slave to sin. It's important part because being a slave is bad. But being a slave to somebody or someone that is very terrible is even worse. It's taking something bad and turning it worse. So he says, you are a slave to sin. Those that sin are a slave to sin. It's definitely not good to be enslaved, but it takes something from bad to worse when you're enslaved to someone or something that's terrible. And sin is terrible. Sin is cruel. Sin demands death. Imagine that, being enslaved to something that desires your death. It's not like, hey, I, I wish you well and maybe one day I'll set you free or maybe I'll, 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 I'll treat you kind of amicably on certain days. No. Sin is cruel. Sin desires death. Sin is terrible. Sin is cruel. Sin demands death. Paul said it this way in Romans 6, 23. He says, for the wages of sin... Is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. How deceived is our culture when they have been blinded to the fact that the gift of God is eternal life? He wants to give us freedom, He wants to give us life. What does the devil want to do? He wants to trick us and tempt us and try to convince us that sin is a viable option. When sin only enslaves us and sin desires our death. That's adding insult to injury. That's making a bad thing even worse. Who would want to be enslaved in the first place? Now, who would want to be enslaved to sin? Somebody or something that wants to kill you. Being enslaved is something that requires death. is a terrible position to be in. Jesus said, I need you to listen to me right now because right now you are in a terrible position. You are in a, a critical position and you need to listen to me. It's very dangerous for you right now. Right now, you don't realize it, but you are a slave to sin. Let me help you. Let me help improve your life. Let me help you find the freedom that you need from all of this. And this is where verse 33 really pops out and shows us how confused the people were in their position. They say to Jesus, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we need to be set free? They were under the assumption that they were free. They were under the assumption that they were in a great position. Our culture, many people in our culture are under the assumption that they are in a great position. Jesus, in this conversation, speaking to his listeners, was like, listen, I need to open your eyes to the reality of what's going on right now. You are slaves 
to sin. He said, no, we're good, we're fine, we're descendants of Abraham, we've never been enslaved. He said, no, you don't realize it, I want to open your eyes right now, you are slaves. Before we accept the message of Jesus Christ, we are all slaves to sin. Everybody in this room, everybody in this room, before you accept the message of Jesus Christ, you're all, we all, are slaves to sin. It doesn't seem fair. Even before we had the opportunity to choose any actions, to choose the right action, the wrong action, we were already enslaved to sin. We were born into a sin culture. We were born into a sin debt. We were born into the slavery of sin before we took our first action. Before our first wrong decision, we were already born into slavery to sin. Adam's actions did this. Scripture clearly tells us there is nothing in our power that we can do to wipe out the sin debt that Abraham that that Adam started. Romans 5:12 says therefore just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. The way it is spiritually and the way it is biblically when a father did something that sin passed down. Unless broken, that sin continues to pass down. Paul says, therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people. Why do people die? Because sin entered the world. Why did sin enter the world? Because Adam sinned. And now you and I are born into this sin and death culture. The first point that Jesus wanted them to understand here, even before you, 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 you make your first wrong decision, you are already in, a, in this position. It doesn't seem fair, but it's the reality. And then when we make mistakes, we further enslave ourselves to this incredibly unfair taskmaster of sin. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God designed us, God has expectations for us, and it says we've all missed the mark. If we were all to have our evaluation right now, we've all missed the mark. There's nobody that has met the requirements, except one. Right? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The first point that Jesus wanted them to understand was that their current position, they were slaves. So many people live life operating under the false pretense that they are in a good position. That they're basically a good person. They can make their own decisions with limited consequences. No one should be judging them. They feel happy with where they are. They feel safe to continue operating the same way. But Jesus came to shatter this assumption. To shatter the false assumption that everybody is in a good position. Hey, you come into this world and you're innocent as a baby. No, it says you're born into a, a sin debt. Before you make your first decision, you're already not in a good position. 
Everyone is born into a world that has been enslaved to sin. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. On top of that, all of us have messed up. All of us are slaves of sin. That's the starting position for all of us. But Jesus also outlines that we don't have to stay in that position. Thank God for that. You don't have to stay in that position of slavery to sin. Without his freedom, we are doomed. Without his freedom, we are doomed to slavery, doomed to death. And I'm talking about death and a second death, right? Doomed to an afterlife that is not pleasant in the least. This is our starting position when we enter the world as a baby, slave to sin. Maybe some people today may still be in that position, enslaved to sin. That's not what God wants for you. God doesn't want you to be a slave. God wants you to be a son. God doesn't want you to be a slave. He wants you to be a son. God doesn't want you to be a slave. Jesus doesn't want you to be a slave. But the truth is, without Jesus, we are all slaves to sin. Jesus said there's two forces at work here that we need to understand. One force wants to kill, steal, and to destroy. John 10.10 The other force wants to give life and life more abundantly. A free life, a long life. One force is sin and the devil. The other force is God. These two forces are at work all the time. When you sleep, when you go on vacation, when you go home and are playing with your kids, these two forces are at work. When you ride in the car by yourself, when you walk into work, these two forces are at work at all times. One force that wants to kill, still, and to destroy, to enslave, one that wants to set you free and to give you life and to give you life more abundantly and to give you eternal life, give you a powerful afterlife. Two forces that are always at work. One work that want, one force that wants to enslave you to sin. That's the devil. He wants to trick you into violating God's law. And then he wants to drag you into court and hold you to the letter of the same law. Ever had a person like that in your life? That was at least kind of like that? They told you, hey, what do you think about doing this? And he said, okay, well, uh, maybe. And then you did it. And then they said, hey, look what he did. That is what the devil does. <laughs> Sometimes we think of the devil as, you know, this, with, with, with horns and he's got all this power. No, but he's very tricky. He's very tempting. He's seductive. He'll say, look at this. It looks so good. Do this. And then you do it, and he's the same guy who's prosecuting you in court. He's standing before God saying, look what he did. This is your son. He's not worthy to be your son anymore. She's not worthy to be your daughter anymore because she violated your law. She sinned. She fell short. She didn't meet the requirements. Look at her. Look at him. That's the same one that said, hey, look at this. Do this. Hang out with me. Do this. God is saying, come to me. I have so much better for you. I know you've sinned. I know you've messed up. I know you've done the wrong thing. 
I want to set you free. I want to clean you up. I want to give you life. I want to show you what real life looks like. Two forces at work. One that wants to enslave. One that wants to liberate. We're talking about the freedom that only God can give. No self-help book can do this for you. Works cannot attain this. No amount of good works. You could try to do good works all your life. You cannot erase the sin debt. Jesus wants to be your defense attorney. Jesus wants to clean you and me, all of us up, and give us a freedom that is divine and is lasting and is so very important. No other thing that we grapple with is like this on earth. To be free or to be slaves. To be free in Jesus, to walk with him, to live with the promise of him. Are to be deceived, to be tempted, to be seduced by sin. Would you bow your heads with me today? God, I thank you, Lord, for this journey that you are bringing us to understand your freedom. For the joy set before you of bringing freedom to the world, you endured the cross. You went through everything that you went through. You died for our sins. You endured punishment and ridicule and torture just to bring us freedom. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. We can't thank you enough for the price that you paid for us. You paid the highest price. And you want us to understand the value of true freedom. You want to liberate us from every hold that sin has tried to have over our lives. You want to break that. You want to break that bondage. You want to break those chains. You want to give us a freedom. You want to unlock the prison door. You want to set us free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Maybe as we're praying, you say, Pastor, I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. I feel like I've been enslaved. And I just have never been able to break free of this bondage. Never been able to break free. I've never really allowed Jesus to come in and break those chains in my life. Or maybe I've drifted and I feel like I've fallen back into enslavement to the same old stuff. If either of those are you, just slip up your hand. I want to pray with you today. Amen. 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 There's nothing like saying yes to Jesus and saying no to the taskmaster of sin. I don't want to be a slave anymore. 
If that's you, if you lifted your hand, I want to pray with you right where you are today. Just say this prayer with me. And everybody, you can say this in agreement. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for setting me free. Jesus, I don't want to be a slave anymore. I want to be a son. I want to be a daughter. Help me follow you. Help me walk with you. And see a freedom like I've never known before. Jesus, break every chain of sin in my life. Break every habit of going back to the wrong thing. Jesus, I need you. I need your strength. I need your power to break every sin in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening. If you like this podcast, remember to share and subscribe. For more information or to connect with us, go to hopeunited.church. And remember, if God is with you, you will be undefeated.